0: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
1: Episode 53. This is the real full year episode, right? And this is the only podcast where we jump in and give you complete, full coverage of the NFL Pro Bowl. That's a damn lie. It's awful. All this and more coming at you down the wire. You i
2: be like sheesh.
0: Sunset on the beach. Make me want to pull up from Miami with the heat. I don't know about you.
2: Floated, we're on the key, yeah. Episode 53 Down the Wire. Officially the one year anniversary now. We passed it up. Shout out to our last episode. Uh, one of our most downloaded. In fact, it was our best episode ever so far. So thank you guys for that. That's pretty sick. Uh, February 7th. No meaningful football on this week, but plenty of meaningful news. Um, how was your weekend, Dave? What'd you do? I didn't do shit because there's no football on. Worked as much as I could. That's about I it. I
1: worked. I worked a lot. I did uh, a couple of comedy sports shows, both in house and some remotes as well. Uh, worked for a very awkward crowd in uh, uh, out in like Menominee Falls. area. No, oh, no, farther than that. Where is it? Like Pewaukee area.
2: Oh, okay. Uh,
1: just know that it uh, the end of the night. Uh, after we did, uh, myself, uh, my friend Alan, and uh, co-worker Mark, a friend as well, um, did a fantastic show. Super fun. A uh, bunch of, uh, it was a more of a conservative crowd, let's just okay. be honest. Okay. Um, and uh, it ended the night with a woman that was probably in her late 60s, I would say probably, maybe even mid-70s coming up to me and goes, can I tell you a racially insensitive joke? Oh God. And then proceeded to say very unfortunate things uh, and I pretended to be nice about it.
2: Well, you know, I actually had a situation at work in which they wanted to name their team name, uh, Karen's Cool Club. Um, all spelling <laughs> them with K's. And, oh no! Why? And so I, I ended up kind of using veto powers, not yeah, to ruin no. the, not to ruin the whole night, but was like, can you think of anything else? What's the next option? Like, why do you want to be so close to that? You know what I mean? Regardless, no, they knew like, better. Yeah, knew. exactly. Like, hey how about something else? Let's try something else. So that should just give you a sense of where humanity's at right now. I don't have have
1: any love for uh, humanity. It's really quite (laughs) awful. Um, And then uh, yesterday I went and saw Jackass Forever, which was very fun. I'm going today.
2: I'm going tonight. Uh, Nice. After this, I think that's the plan. The 745 show, so... I have some homework due by midnight. Hopefully, I can get a little bit of it done before, after this recording, and then get going. So, should we get into some... uh, uh, You're doing it with
1: with, uh, school buddies, right?
2: High school friends? uh, No, uh, I was thinking about it, but I'm going to go with my roommate up here in Madison. So, I'm going to go do that. Yeah. So, that's the plan tonight. Let's get into some news. We had some... uh, I don't know if you saw in our P break, the last head coach was actually hired too. So all the spots are officially filled now. Um, let's go into one of the coaches, though, that will not be getting wait, wait, a job.
1: Wait, wait. Who did I miss? Who's going to Minnesota?
2: K- O'Connell. Oh, I missed that, I think. Yeah. Whoops. All, right. All right. Let's we'll let's get, talk, let's, let's talk about um let's talk about the coach not getting a job this offseason. Biggest story of in the NFL right now, probably. Easily. And Brian Flores, we it happened right bef- after our last episode. So we haven't had much to comment on about it and much to talk about it. But really, I think this is one of the craziest stories in the NFL right now. And. Now there is something to be said that some arguments and some, uh, you know, when when you involve issues like this, sometimes things get dicey, and sometimes people think of it uh, in a way that they shouldn't have. They get political affiliation in with this, and yada yada yada. If you have looked at this Brian Flores situation for more than ten minutes. It's really hard not to be on his side and understand how ridiculous it sounds and the bullshit he's had to deal with over the last few seasons. Of course, you know, we have the issue of Bill Belichick selling out um, the Giants on their hire before hire and pretty much proving that Brian Flores was only getting this interview because of the color of his skin, because of his ethnic and racial background, the Rooney, the Rooney, the Rooney rule, which the rule has good intentions, but because of the lack of uh, strength behind the rule, situations like this were bound to arise. Honestly, there, there is, it doesn't. It's yeah. Yes. It, it doesn't I'm really help of- it out any other way. And it's unfortunate Brian Flores got put in the situation, which absolutely has to be humiliating if it happened to you for that reason.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, break it down uh, from all the situations that uh, he talked about, right? You know, starting with uh, uh, what's it called, John Elway from two years ago. Now, I actually believe Elway's case, uh, you know, thinking that he might have had jet lag. Because uh, he d- was coming from the East Coast, so yeah, and not to mention, I if, mean, if the breaking a, news
2: story would be John Elway as an a hole, and I don't think that would surprise anyone either. On top uh, again,
1: of yeah, I'm not, I'm not, uh, uh, but again, Elway, you got to present yourself. You have to realize that you're going uh, into this, uh, going into the next day, leaving a party uh, from the night before. Maybe you don't get slashed, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, because that, that was the, the thing that him and uh, another person, I can't remember the who the fuck it was, uh, came into Flores' interview at one an hour late and completely hung over. But again, Elway was at a party the night before and uh, flew uh, into the thing. Which uh, probably didn't party. help
2: this situation, right?
1: No, but again, that's something that you have to realize to maybe... Don't be a fucking dumbass. Exactly. Uh,
2: You're professional at this point.
1: Yeah, dude. I mean, that's that's simple. Um, whatever. Now, uh, well, the, the other one is Stephen Ross, the Miami Dolphins coach or um, owner, Yikes. rather ownership group. Just, you know, threw him under the bus as many opportunities as possible, uh, whether it be him attempting to tamper with Tom Brady on a yacht. Uh, trying to pay him off to tank to
2: get, uh, you know,
1: I believe it was Joe Burrow at the time. Yep, yep.
2: Uh, which, and- which is another crazy story. And I'm really glad ESPN is really honing in on all the aspects of the stories. It seems like they're not favoring one that looks better. They lump all three of these teams and the NFL together on this one. It's a, it's a huge, huge movement right now. And if he really was paying or offering to pay every loss it's got to be time to sell the team that that would be my first if if those allegations become true no way he's an owner in the NFL still
1: yeah well yes that's insane to me and then on top of that when you look at that and then for the NFL and for Stephen Ross to not say like oh you know I screwed up or not even not comment at all no comment they came out and said that these things were not unwarranted. Basically saying that they had a reason to do all this shit. Are, are you out of your fucking
2: mind? Claiming that they were without merit as well. These claims defending against them were the exact words even. So it, it's a real bad look for the NFL right now. Absolutely. I think that if you look, you got. it's a story that if you're a fan of the game, you need to look into so you know what you're talking about, so you can have these conversations. I think it, it's very eye-opening and surprising. Uh, those are the uh, only yeah. ones I could think of, and it now is justifying and making it sense of the Brian Flores firing. I think too, if they're gonna deem him as hard to work with and not able to listen to management or ownership, rather well, maybe the owner's a little fucked up on top of it. So it's interesting to see. And now all the spots are filled. It's official. Brian Flores will not be coaching next year.
1: Brian Flores knew what he was doing, right? We are uh, here at Down the Wire. We are pro Brian Flores. We have always said that. Uh, And clearly him coming out and making these claims shows the merit because he knew that he is more or less killing his his football career. Um, and again, he's doing it with best intentions in mind to help the broad, uh, the broad view of the lead, league and not his own personal gain. So I applaud Brian Flores. This is this is quite a move, right? This is this has uh similar tones to what happened with Kaepernick from a, a few years back and the sacrifice that he made, you know, potentially playing in the NFL again to guess what? No, I'm good. Uh, I'm going to, you know, keep doing my social justice stuff. And this is uh, Brian Flores doing something similar.
2: We'll have to see how this story unfolds as it keeps going on, but definitely one we'll keep up to date with. And one that we are full in defense on Brian Flores from what we've seen. So, and far, you know, at least, from what it looks you like.
1: know what, um, for, for the NFL, like you said, such a bad look uh, to to not even decide that there was, you know, some type of case to look into. But someone who should be grateful that this is all going on is Rob Manfred and the MLB. Because yeah,
2: absolutely it, it's taken it's taken time away from them. Fair enough. The this is uh heat off of them another person this helps benefit maybe to make a little bit of light of the situation did you see Hugh Jackson also coming in on the claims to say that he wasn't directly paid to lose but proof of intent is uh in the works of being released. And now someone said, uh, if Hugh Jackson was actually paid to lose, we should start considering this man elite status. So if he was All right, getting so, settled down here from now. there, uh, chances
1: uh, are Hugh, you got hired because you were a bad coach. So
2: <laughs> should we talk about, I don't know if we got to it, we were bringing it up last week. Uh, and I think he, again, this asshole retired on Tuesday and we released on Tuesday morning, Tom Brady, no longer in the NFL 22 year career. Yeah, Now
1: it's official.
2: Now it is official. We had said that Adam Schefter blew it and then he kind of didn't blow it. So now it's just, he looked like an a-hole in the moment, but realistically he was right the whole time. So are we still mad at Adam Schefter? I well, mean,
1: we're not. No, hold on. I think we all agreed that Tom Brady was going to retire. At least relatively soon, right?
2: It may not have been... I, I do think I said at the end last episode that he would come back for another year out of spite for Adam Schefter, but... But but again, that was out of
1: spite. And let's right. be honest, we were doing it because we were trying to be funny as well. Uh, but we knew Tom Brady was going to retire. I think we were all feeling pretty confident on that. The, the bigger story is Adam Schefter being a, a fucking asshole... And not letting Tom Brady have his own moment, not letting him call his shot. You think Adam Schefter, a guy that has all types of connections in the NFL, could reach out to the greatest football player of all time and just be like, look, I, I heard these rumors. Is it true? And if not, can I, be the, can I be the one to do it? And Brady would be like, you know what? Sure, go right ahead. Or, no, I, I think I'm going to... Uh, be the one to release it, but you can have the next interview or something like, you know what I mean? There's so many different things that Schefter could have done, but no, he wanted to be a total cock blocker and ruin Brady's moment, man. Uh, Again, I am, I am by no means a Brady fan, right? But I, I can recognize his greatness. And I think Adam Shafter should have kind of held back a little bit.
2: Well, yeah, it's Tom Brady. He's the greatest player to ever throw the football and the most decorated and achieved player in the league's history. So you would think that, right, let's not spoil his moment, Adam, and let him do his own thing, go out on his own terms, if you would. Um... But still surprising. I mean, he went out on top. There's still got to be at least a little bit of a chance. He's the MVP this season. I mean, realistically, uh, I know the voting was done after the regular season. So I'm sure we'll see him in the top three regardless if it's not there. At the top of his game still, um, I saw some absolutely ridiculous mega trade ideas between Tampa Bay and Green Bay to get Aaron Rodgers to get there for Mike Evans, which Stop it. Stop what it. the fuck would that be? Do you understand how ridiculous that sounds? You uh, know what? But we'll let's, see. Let's go and uh, we'll see that. how Tampa gets through over there now without Tom Brady. They
1: got they got a title. What do they care? They got a Fair title. They they really don't that was the whole point is like we're going to uh give in now And get this one Super Bowl ring and then, you know, fucking suck for God knows how long. Uh, Now they got Blaine Gabbard.
0: (laughs) Woo! Kyle Um, Trask?
1: Fair. To Kyle Trask? Sure. No. Stop it. Uh, But let's go into Aaron Rodgers again. Because there was some bullshit, unsubstantiated claim from a Tennessee radio host that... Rodgers was going to Tennessee. That he uh Rodgers would be open to go to playing for Tennessee. When that's really all that he said. The the radio host was like, "Yeah, you, I'm sure you would want to play for Tennessee." And, and
2: now Everyone blew this up into Rogers is going to the Titans. Blah, 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 blah. I think today, I think today, if you ask anyone, he's staying another year. I, I think it's almost pretty evident that they're running it back. I don't think people are sold on Aaron Rodgers drama versus his talent right now. And I think we're in a, stuck with this guy one more year. I don't think people want that right now. The Broncos are the only option I see, if anything. Um but anywhere else seems like a shot in the dark no shot
1: this is this whole thing is just fucking wild to me um first of all like i said stop making some bullshit claims and then followed by stop uh, the internet stop jumping on these things and making them to be something for the love of god people settle down there was no way tennessee was going to be able to get rodgers They don't have the draft capital.
2: If the Packers traded Aaron Rodgers for Ryan Tannehill, I would stop watching the team. I promise you, right there on spot.
1: (laughs) They wouldn't do that, though, because again, if they were making a trade, it wasn't going to be for a quarterback because they have Jordan Love. They would run it back or they would run it with Jordan Love and give him some fucking. Opportunity. Tennessee right. doesn't have the draft capital. They fucking traded a first round pick for goddamn Julio Jones, right? Or was was it a first round pick? It might have been a second. Yeah,
2: just, uh, yeah, I think it was a second round pick. But still, like ridiculous, useless. yeah, useless. ridiculous. And like you said,
1: the only team right now that has any opportunity is Denver. Denver went for Nathaniel Hackett the only reason why was because they thought they could get Aaron Rodgers either this year or next uh which I'm sorry if he wasn't getting traded this offseason he's not uh he's get he's resigning he's resigning people
2: there's there is way too much um he's old he's getting old now right he's going to be 38 I think next year it's his 30 he's 30 39 almost. is he really so he'll be I think he's, he's 38 right now So his birthday, I know in December in the beginning of that month, but anyway, he's losing value as the days go on. You know, I, absolutely. I I know he kind of had a resurgence in his last two seasons and he had what, two or three years that were a little bit down for Aaron Rodgers standards in that time. And it's really brought his career back. Um, it's going to go down again at some point. He's, he's, I get it. We're we're so used to Tom Brady playing till he's 44. That's not likely with Aaron. I think Aaron's got two years left, maybe one more real productive year. I, I you know I I don't see how how he plays much longer. He gets beat up way more than Tom Brady did over his career. It sure seems like at least, and I don't think he gets multiple first round picks next year. And I don't think the Packers trade him for anything less than multiple first round picks.
1: Well, again, it all depends on the contract. Uh, and, if, and if this is the case, right? If you are trade or keeping Aaron Rodgers, giving him an extension, you know what that means? Then you have to trade Jordan Love because Jordan Love is not going to be worth that first round pick if you just let him go through his fucking first year contract, or uh, his rookie contract, right? You I mean, they kind of did it with Aaron, though. They kind of did the same
2: thing with Aaron. No, they did not. They started him after three seasons, or sorry, right. after t- two seasons. Two seasons. I, I I think he was first year is two thousand eight. Feel like he was drafted two thousand five. So <laughs> at least at least three seasons, and you know, he could be in a similar boat. Could be in a similar boat, a similar love boat, you might even say. I mean, it's it, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what unfolds in Green Bay. I think right now, you asked me today, he's staying. We got Aaron one more year, uh, and now I want to yeah, know what that I, happens I agree. with, with Devontae. I don't know. I don't know if he gets tagged. I don't know if he gets signed. I they don't have the cap space for it right now, and I've heard stuff that he wants close to thirty million a year. So. I don't know how they're gonna be able to afford that. Anything. Yeah. Fuck me. We should we should talk about these new coaching hires. Yeah. Um, we had all four, I think we had all four vacancies filled, including one literally right at the buzzer, right before we started recording. So lucky us. There is uh the first one was Doug Peterson. We then got Mike McDaniels yesterday and Lovey Smith. And Dennis Allen, both hired as well to the Texans and Saints, respectfully. Let's start with the first one, Doug Peterson, a couple days ago, uh, officially the coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is surprising that it's not Byron Leftwich, And I thought that this was a perfect fit for him, kind of wondering why he didn't get more buzz, what was going on with that. Uh, well, but do you s-
1: know why? Do you know why he didn't get hired in Jacksonville, right? Because that did come out. Uh, it was because Lefwich wanted uh, to pick his own staff, and they told him no.
2: Well, Trent Bulky's a—he's he's an idiot. He's—he's he's he's the heavy. worst. He's one of the worst GMs in the sport right now. Um, but Doug Peterson seems like a pretty decent fit to me, honestly, in Jacksonville. He's got his young quarterback with some offensive weaponry to work with I guess but you'll have a high draft pick again to maybe uh find something to help you out on the offense or defense whatever you might go with I think they need another weapon personally but right now how do you feel about Doug Peterson getting a job again did you think he'd get a job this offseason and how are you rating the Jaguars uh higher of them
1: yeah I mean I did I remember I called him going to the Bears which now, it's not to the level of um, of what Jacksonville is at, but this is a fair parallel, right? Uh, a very talented quarterback with a struggling offense bringing in a veteran coach that works well with quarterbacks. I, I more or less called it uh, that he was going to get a job. I just got the wrong team. But it's it's more or less the same situation.
2: I'm honestly, I I think this was probably the next best option for Jacksonville. I think he fits pretty well there. I'm not going to claim anything that they'll even be in contention for their AFC South title or anything. But as a foundation builder, could be a good start, I think, for Jacksonville. you got the young quarterback and the old uh, Super Bowl winning coach already there uh you can't can't go wrong with it right now i think i would i give, think we can a to f what are you giving it what are you what are you giving it as an overall grade let's go let's go b minus i was gonna say b minus that's kind of where yeah. i'm at with it we think, don't know where I still is think now. left, which was yeah. the better pick
1: um uh b- better potential pickup uh just to kind of give him that chance unfortunately you know that wasn't right whatever Now, do you feel that Doug Peterson is more or less a transitional coach? Because that's what I do feel. I think he only gets two, maybe three years with Jacksonville.
2: Well, my thought of it is if he's a transition coach, like who are you waiting out on that really wants or feels that Jacksonville job that isn't Byron Leftwich? You know what I mean? I, they, that was the guy that I think is your foundation builder and trying to establish culture within an organization. Byron was the guy for Jacksonville. And if Doug Peterson, isn't that guy, are you waiting to find Byron at a better time? Or is there someone else I'm missing? That seems like the ringer for Jacksonville football. I I don't know. I think that Doug Peterson is the guy they thought could best resemble what they want to preach as an organization. And that's mediocrity with a couple of highlight plays. That's Doug Peterson. Fair, fair. Let's move on to the next one. Mike McDaniels. Now the offensive coordinator for San Francisco, getting a job like. in Miami. And uh yeah, this one was, this one was, Reported, I think, a little early, but nothing was official yet. And that, then finally, deals settled yesterday. Mike McDaniels, the newest coach of the Dolphins. You think the San Francisco style of offense is going to benefit Tua in any way? Or is this the move to move away from Tua getting a coach like this?
1: Hear me out. Mike McDaniels uh, just left San Francisco. Who else might leave San Francisco this season? Jimmy. Jimmy Garoppolo in Miami feels like a solid move. And with the way that they have kind of been iffy on what Tua is down there and Tua not being consistent enough. Now, don't get me wrong. Jimmy G is not uh, Aaron Rodgers, right? But... He's fairly consistent and he wins football
2: games. That's all he does is win football games.
1: Yeah. And look at the wide receiving talent that he would have, which is a much better wide receiving uh, core than what he had in uh, San Francisco. Now, don't get me wrong that it wasn't. I think
2: you can see G- Jalen Wandle. Jalen Wandle. I don't know why I said Jalen Waddle. In a similar role to Debo Samuel. I, I think he is a gadget player, a guy when he gets the ball in his hands, let him do his thing, you know? And so a solid
1: th- veteran in uh Devontae Parker, dude. Like that's a fucking squad. And then you got someone like Mike Gesicki down there, too. That's a that's a fucking offense, man. I, I don't know. I, I
2: could see it. I could see it. I, I actually like that take a lot. I think that you get Jimmy back in the AFC East. Um He's probably the second best quarterback in that division. Then third is he Uh, better than Mac Jones? Is Jimmy G better than Mac Jones right now? I would say yes. Yes. Right. I I mean, I think Jones,
1: Mac Jones is a, is someone that is a product of the system itself.
2: Yes. I, Um, I like the Mike McDaniels hire a lot. I think he adds a different element into the gadget offense. And we've seen how, Cute football is just sticking around. It's just going to stick around however you can move your guys around pre-snap to do something to do after the ball is gone. It, it's it's what the new wave is. Mike McDaniels uh, in Miami, who surprised, I think, everyone when they said he was a biracial hire. I, I didn't, didn't even notice. And then uh, Andrew Hawkins, former Cleveland Browns wide receiver, so jokingly, sends the picture Mike McDaniel sent him of his parents' wedding. and he was like, "I was a doubter too. Happy congratulations, brother. And uh, proceeded to see half his family. was indeed biracial. So that made sense. Let's get into the next one. Two hires today, one name we've heard all in the past. we are very familiar with, the newest coach of the Houston Texans, Lovey Smith, man. Coming back like Gandalf with that beard now, too, though. Um, Lovie Smith to the Texans was their defense or was their assistant head coach? I think this last year uh, and, and defensive coordinator right? and defensive coordinator and is now getting another shot. We haven't seen him since Tampa Bay, which I forgot even coached in Tampa Bay. When hey, they what said are you talking that. about?
1: What about the University of Illinois?
2: was an Illinois coach and did terrible there uh, and now has gotten his way back into the NFL. So that's pretty exciting. I think I, I always liked Lovey Smith in Chicago. It was a little more, it, he was easy to root for kind of guy. Yeah. He had Erlacher and uh, Lance Briggs, like those kind of bears. I always think of when I associate with Lovey Smith, Olin Crutes, that crazy son of a bitch. Uh, I don't think this really moves them much far forward over under a year and a half. Lovey Smith has this job.
1: Ooh. Well, I guess at that point it's going to be how much progress Davis Mills makes, uh, which Davis Mills was pretty fucking good. This, this season,
2: decent, pretty decent at least. Yeah. For, I mean,
1: for what he was,
2: I, look, yeah. I'm not
1: saying that dude deserved to be a top five draft pick or anything, but Outside of Mac Jones, he was the second-best rookie quarterback,
2: right? I mean, depending on how you look at it, yeah. Yeah, I think he was. I I, I don't know. Tell me I'm wrong. I think uh,
1: if Lovey can kind of do stuff, and I guess that we're going to have to wait and see what Lovey Smith does with coordinating, uh, specifically at the offensive portion, because, you know, if they can get some stuff out of Davis Mills, regardless of the record... I think Lovey gets more time.
2: I I hope so. I hope so. I I liked him. He he went to the Super Bowl, right? He was the coach of the Bears when they yeah. were there, right? Uh, yeah. That was
1: the first uh, All Black head coach Super Bowl with uh, Tony Dungy.
2: Oh, there you go. So there, I, that's what I mean. I'm I'm a big fan of Lovey Smith as a human. I think he'd be a really cool guy to like talk to about the game of football. Yeah, I'm let's get him on. To see Yeah, exactly. I'll just reach out to him real quick. Hey, love you. I know you're listening right now. Uh, Please come on to down the wire. That would be sick. Uh, It's a job, though, that I'm nervous for because it seems like this is a pretty much this is a bridge coach job. The Houston Texans not there yet. Need to find something. Uh, Let's move on to a team that was the most up and down last year. The last head coach hired literally five minutes before we started recording. Dennis Allen, defensive coordinator for the saints will be promoted to the head coach. Um, kind of seems all right to hire from within on this organization because they've had a system with Sean Payton and, uh, Kevin James, how they've run for the last 15 years, whatever it's been. So we, did you mention that, that we reviewed that we have that for later on?
1: No, because Uh. I'm trying to decide whether or not we should have watched this or the Pro Bowl, and neither one of them sounds appealing.
2: <laughs> Dennis Allen, any quick thoughts you want to get out on that? Not much released about it other than we know he's getting the job. Uh, again, Saints' job seemed like it was all right to hire within from there. Really thought Brian Flores would look sick with Saints like attire on. I mean, like a black on like black crew neck on the on the little small saints logo up in here. Like I thought he would look fresh as fuck, but Hey, it's, it's Dennis Allen this year, at least
1: for this year, because next year, Sean Payton comes back.
2: Uh, Sean Payton's going to be the coach in Dallas next year. That's-, That's
1: what you keep saying, but I'm telling you, this is what they're going to do. They're going to, uh, keep him, uh, just to have this year transition while Sean Payton, Figures things out, and uh, he'll be back, and you'll see he, he's going to get a top, I would say a top five draft pick, and uh, they are going to draft a quarterback.
0: Hmm.
2: The Pro Bowl was yesterday.
1: Did we talk about Kevin O'Connell last week? Because I don't remember this at all.
2: I think so. Yeah, it was just nothing was certain, so he was oh, only okay. expected to hire, and it still is. They're waiting until after the Super Bowl. He's the only one that is not necessarily hired, but is planning to be hired. So that could change maybe, too. The Pro Bowl was yesterday, and uh, we did not watch because we knew it was going to suck. We knew it was going to suck. Everyone knows it sucks every year, and then you guys get on Twitter and complain that it sucked. Well, yeah, it's meaningless football that they then pretty much have just gotten it to the point of who's ever free that weekend can come play in it because who the fuck were the quarterbacks there? Some of them, I mean, Mac Jones was in it. Like we were talking about how we're pretty confident. Jimmy Garoppolo is better than him. So obviously not necessarily the most qualified players are even playing in these games. And I think the biggest story honestly was Alvin Kamara after the pro bowl. That was, the uh, that biggest was, well, news that came from it
1: happened before the Pro Bowl, arrested after.
2: So, uh, incident between him, I didn't really read much into it. I don't know too much about it, so I don't want to report anything. But from what I'm cons- what I've heard is that he has got like aggravated battery, uh, that yeah. has caused some bodily harm to yeah. someone. So we'll have to see how that goes throughout the rest of this. But Alvin it's Kamara bad. in some deep doo-doo after the Pro Bowl. And, you know, sending these guys to Vegas, you know, that, that's a place where shit just goes wrong, you know, on top of it. What happened to the Hawaii days? Get my coaches. I want Andy Reid and Jim Tomsula to coach every Pro Bowl <laughs> and just wear Hawaiian shirts and fucking go from there. The overall. Let's, let's
1: just get a whole bunch of like 40 Diners coaches. Let's get Jim, Tom Sula, and Mike Singletary. Mike
2: Singletary. Yeah. yeah. Just fucking. Whoever wants to come uh, out. Uh, that what's weekend. his name? Who is that? Uh, the dude from the Hard Knocks. That Steve was, Mariucci. Uh, get Steve Mariucci. Oh, Marius- yes. Yeah, Steve uh, Mariucci. That wasn't who I was thinking of. But no. the Wiley was Bob Wiley from the browns the set guy yeah get him to coach every single yeah. one too. yeah give me
1: uh dude why aren't we having ryan versus ryan pro bowls
2: oh yeah rob and rex ryan just i love do that every i realize single pro R- Bowl. Uh, rob ryan doesn't do jack shit
1: uh for head coaching but that'd just be fun
2: now there is another coach hiring that maybe is more to home for us oh, hold on hold on probably... there's one other thing
1: there's one other thing that i want to talk about the pro Bowl. And that is the stupid 4th and 15. Did you uh, not see that?
2: I, I don't even know what you're talking about. I, I did not turn this game on. I hope. Oh,
1: I'm surprised. Well, okay, it's because of the pro ball, they, they do like to try these new ideas from the c- competition committee. And uh, that's what happened yesterday. The main one is the 4th and 15 alternative to the kickoff. A rule that allows a scoring team to try to convert a fourth and 15 play from its own 25 instead of kicking the ball back to the opponent following the extra point. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was awful. The AFC and MSC went a combined over eight on these attempts resulting in short fields for their opponents and increased the scoring majorly. Fucking terrible. In fact, I don't even know if any of the kickers or punters had a chance to do anything. They just kept on going and playing the whole time.
2: Well, and it was two hand touch on top of it. I mean, it it wasn't even, it was, it was straight up two hand touch this time. I mean, there was no ifs, ands or buts about it. No tackling allowed in this game.
1: How, how do you fix this? How do you fix the pro bowl? Um, because, You know, I know that, like, you had a whole bunch of veteran players coming on, uh, you know, going on Twitter or whatever and talking about, like, back when I was doing the Pro Bowl, it meant something. Well, except here's the thing, guys. You didn't make jack shit for money. I mean, you made money, but you didn't make what players are making now. So this was your opportunity to make more and benefit yourselves. Guess what? They don't give a shit about... What what's the bonus like five hundred seven $700, or seven hundred fifty thousand dollars? It's like I, I honestly
2: don't know. It's I, I didn't hear it. It it it. There is no way to fix it. The only way to fix it is to put it in the middle of the season, and they would never do that because it'd risk injury and be completely pointless. Because it's a game like football, so it's the only All Star game that's after the season. It doesn't really matter already to that point. I love. I I, I think that they're on the right track with getting events and rather doing games and making fun of the situation actually because (laughs) right and uh you know micah parsons is a freak he beat all of them in a race that was that was let's let's uh,
1: let's be real tyreek hill like didn't try and fair enough oh and you know whatever
2: still kind of crazy that he's that athletic uh yeah
1: i uh, dude the the pro ball just needs to go away these players don't want to play in it man they are that especially now that you have a 17 game season? Why? Why do they even bother?
2: I, I don't even want to talk about the Pro Bowl anymore. It's so lame, it's the lamest right. shit ever. It's so lame. Let's talk to about this uh last hiring. I want to talk about big news in Green Bay Country. Rick Basaccia, new special teams. Rich. Rich, Rich Rich. I said Bisaccia. Rich. I said I I fixed myself. I fixed myself. Rich. Rich Basaccia, former Raiders interim head coach, thought we had a chance to get the Raiders head coach vacancy. Should have uh, gotten it. He's going to be the special teams coordinator for Green Bay. I think this is a huge hire for them. If he can't fix this shit, we're just cursed as an organization. So okay. let's get that. Let's get that fixed soon. It
1: is. I don't want to make this too much of something, right? Because here's the thing Rich Bisaccia, I, I like him. I like what he can do. I'm glad that they're bringing in a veteran of not only uh, just special teams coordinating, but coaching himself, right? You saw what he did with Oakland. We were like riding the Bisaccia wave. But here's the thing they still have an absolutely abysmal special teams roster. Right now, And if you think that Rich Masacci is going to come in and, you know, take the 32nd ranked special teams and move it to what a top 15.
0: That would be a W.
2: That would be a W.
0: But you're out of your
2: mind. If you think that, I think at best with the the level of talent that they got, Uh, it is. I don't know. I mean, it's gotta be just as much coaching that if, if it's going to be any, any side of the ball, any side of the ball. If you teach your people their lanes and stop getting out of control, I'm telling you, you can implement a coaching perspective on special no. teams Here, way here's better that you can affect on the other sides of the ball.
1: You need to make two more moves. You need to replace Mason Crosby as the kickers. Yes. yes. And you need to go out in this draft and find yourself a returner.
2: Yes.
1: Some, a, both, whether it be a uh, both kick and punt or a, a guy that t- can do both. You need a to Devin spend-
2: Hester on
1: the Green Bay staff would be
2: amazing. I mean, right let, it doesn't even have
1: to be Devin Hester. Give me give me someone uh fuck, remember Will Blackman? Will Blackman could do punt returns just fine back in the day. Now, you get someone like that and you get the special teams from 32nd to top 20 and then you are fine. That's yeah. all you have.
0: That's all yes. you need
1: is the top 20 special teams. If it is 20th,
2: I think you are fine. I agree. I agree. It just can't be what it was last year. It was, it was embarrassing and we knew it was bad. Like so bad. In fact, comically bad. Um, I hope it's a move that works out. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. A guy who's got a lot of experience to get him over there. Let's tune into this last little bit of football news before we get into our uh rankings or c- captain style pick teams uh, washington-
1: talk, uh, uh super bowl too though
2: oh we we could do that a little bit yeah i i guess that's probably the best thing to do let's do um let's do washington commanders the newest team in the nfl we haven't talked about it and uh i i'm hold on I, i'm, I'm a not done yet fan. I spit been on my great. computer screen. This I'm is not done. Great radio. This is great. People really love listening to this right now. Sorry. Now, I'm a big fan of the uniform switch. A little bit. I think Dude, they killed it. So many it. people thought they were uh, thought it was terrible. I don't hate it. I think they kind of killed it on the uniforms. I really like them. I think they're clean looking. I think the white jerseys and the red jerseys look pretty good. The name, of course, leaked the day before officially because a drone picking up the drywall in the <laughs> facilities, all switched to commanders. So great job, Dan Snyder, on hiding all that shit for the well, whole time. Well, if you,
1: if it makes you feel any better, this was actually leaked three days before because Joe Theisman went on the DA show, DA Amendolara, right? Is that, or, isn't that Damon Amendolara? Sure. Um, went on there and... Uh, just straight up said like, well, yeah, can't wait for the commanders. And DA was like, what? And, d- and they just like, um, I- yeah, next question. And They just kind of passed it up. It was fucking hilarious.
2: It's a they, nice. I don't know. I, I don't think that the name could be much worse um, or better. I mean, I know a lot of people wanted some red hogs, red wolves, red tails. They went basic. They went basic, basic as fuck. Uh, We saw the Guardians do the same thing. Just whatever. Get it out of the way. I don't hate it. I like their uniform switch. I do think they're in the market for one of the big quarterbacks. If someone is going to try to find a spot, I think the commanders are up there. Um, Be on the lookout for that. Washington commanders, newest team. I I don't got much more to say about it. Do you got anything else you want to bring up about it?
1: It's bad. I don't like it. It's just
2: bad. What should we What should we get to next? You want to do Super Bowl?
1: Yeah, let's talk to Super Bowl real fast. I mean, that's the big thing that's going to happen this week, right?
2: Yeah, next week is Rams at Bengals, but the Rams are the home team, so that's the funny part about it. Uh, Bengals are the home team. Yeah, Or that's what I meant to say. Bengals are yeah. the home team, and even though it's in SoFi Stadium. Should I look up some of these prop bets and see yeah. which ones that we like on here? How about we just each go look at the same one, and then we can look at it from there. Uh, I have open right now the USA Today prop bets, so I was going around to look to see what they think. I uh, I did hear one that I wanted to ask you, and that was regarding. The national anthem And right. what that had said was the over under, I think, was ninety five seconds or seventy five seconds. And I can now I got to find it. Now I, I don't want to fuck it up because it's at the number that it has not gone oh or not gone under in like the last ten Super Bowls. Well, who's so, singing it?
1: That's the first thing you have to realize. like, who is singing the damn thing?
2: Super Bowl national anthem singer is uh, Mickey Gotten? Guyton.
0: Is Ooh. that it? Or I have is no that... idea the fuck that Wait. Is.
2: Yeah, I have no idea who that is either. Um, multiple Grammy. First black artist to earn Grammy nomination for best country album of the year.
0: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
2: Wow. (laughs) I just don't give a shit. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know. So, let's see. There was a time for it. I thought it was 95 seconds, and now I can't find it. Shit. Man, should have wrote that one down. Damn it. Uh, I know. I know. Let's look at some other ones, though. Let's look sure. at some other ones I got here. Um, These are all lame ones, though. Those are like the Matt Staffords. I had the... Other ones right here. Let's all right, go all right. right here. How about,
1: How about the first play of the game? Rush attempt or pass attempt? Where are you going? Rush attempt, it's minus 144.
2: Ooh. I mean, if... It depends on who gets the ball. I think if that's the... If the Bengals get the ball, they're going to run the ball first. They'll let Joe or Mixon... Joe Mixon? Yeah, they'll let Joe that's Mixon fair. get a start. But the Rams will pass. The Rams will pass. All right. Something All right. like that. I would say, I'll go, I'll say run. I'll say run, though. Cooper Cup, right. longest reception over 28 and a half yards.
1: Over 28 and a half yards. I'd probably take the over on that one. Really? You think he gets a big play in there? Yeah, I think that's a, a safe bet. Uh, he he kills people with these uh, dink and dunk shit, right? And uh, I think that's a fa- a fair one.
2: I like that one. I like that one a lot to get a big play out of him there. Uh, Uh, How how about
1: this one? How about this one? Uh, Opening kickoff return for a touchdown. Yes is plus 8,000. No is minus
2: (laughs) 20,000. You got to win. You got to bet 20 grand to win a hundred bucks on that bet. Yeah. It's pretty much a guaranteed that it won't go back. I think though, I, I, I would say that I can say that pretty convincingly. I wouldn't I wouldn't bet on that one. Here's a good one. Here's a good
1: one. How about will there be a two point conversion attempt attempt? Plus one sixty for yes. Ooh. I feel like that's a, a that's a good bet right there. I mean it's not, I don't it's hate not that crazy at all. Money. It's not crazy money, but you know what I mean? Like uh, I feel like there's definitely a two point conversion going down. And su- a successful one is plus four hundred.
2: Mm. Now, that's a decent – that's decent. I would say – I would take that there will be a successful one even. At plus 400, that's a pretty solid bet. I I would – these are both teams that are built off their offensive firepower, uh, at least one I think they are, with the Rams. So I, I don't think that that's un- plausible at all, that we see a two-point conversion. Yeah. Uh, how about Cooper Cup plus 600 Super Bowl MVP?
1: Nah, nah, it's it's always fucking quarterbacks. I just don't see it. No. No, nah, yeah. He's been the I guy
2: don't. all year, though. He has been the guy I know, all year. I know. I just don't.
1: I can't buy him into that, dude. I, I yeah. Wait, what, what did you say his thing was? Plus 600. I got plus seven on mm-hmm. covers. I'm on covers.com. Here, uh, here we are. I, I got the. Uh, yeah, I, I got the exotic prop bets right here. Leng, uh, length, is... length of Go the ahead. national anthem in seconds is uh, over 95 seconds is minus 47. Under 95 is plus 110.
2: I find that, that to be ridiculous. I, uh, a minute, 95 seconds. I I think that it's got to be over. It's got to be over.
0: Yeah, it's I, always, I agree. It
2: always takes longer. Always.
1: Always. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Here's here's a good one. This one is fun because I think I think the better's got it wrong. First performing artist shown live during the Super Bowl halftime show.
2: Who's doing it this year?
1: So yeah, uh, the here are the options. It's multiple artists, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar.
2: Oh, say, say the names one more time. Snoop Dogg,
1: Dr. Dre, Eminem, Mary J. Blige,
2: Kendrick Lamar. Oh, I think it's Dr. Dre or Eminem, right? To start Dre is coming in last. You think Dre? I think that's where like Snoop Dogg comes in last or it, to it, my my money.
1: First of all, I just read the order of the prop bet, like uh, the rankings here. They have Kendrick Lamar at plus 550. That is my money right there.
2: Really? I don't Kendrick think so Lamar. because he's, you been been on the, he's, he's been on a hiatus. He's been in the guy who's... So exactly. You, you bring him out with a bang? I think he gets the big intro. No, no.
1: You give Kendrick Lamar to start and then you build to the legends.
2: Mm, Right, uh, I I don't know, man. It's not Mary J. Blige because they wouldn't do that. Um, I I think Dr. Dre starts it off, damn near.
1: No, no, I I'm thinking it's uh Dre's gonna be last. That's I would I'm say looking. Kendrick's last.
2: That
0: no,
1: be, yeah, no way. Or Snoop, no Doug. chance. Yeah.
2: That's what you're, I would say. No, you're dead wrong there. Do uh, you want another exotic bet? I have Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase each getting over 125 yards at plus 1,200. Okay, right, one more time. Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase each have over 125 yards. Under. At pl- plus 1,200. No, I mean, that's the bet. They have to both get it. I think that's decent. I think that's decent. No, I think Cooper, that's insane. But Cooper Cup gets 100 yards no matter what. I mean, that just happens at this sure. point now. And Jamar Chase can catch two balls and be over 125 yards. I, I, I just don't. I don't see that one at all.
1: All right. That one's how,
2: interesting how about, to
1: me. How about this one? Uh, oh, here. oh God damn it. Okay, I'll go to this thing. Where is it? God damn it. Oh my god. Okay, sorry. Fuck. Uh, how about what will be higher, Cooper Cup's total receptions at the Super Bowl, or the USA gold medals at the 2022 Winter Olympic Games? Ooh, um, the gold medals is plus
2: 145. Damn. I mean, I That's found out we had one. like we had like nine or something last year or last time. It wasn't even a lot. So. I um, <laughs> right. Uh, that one's fun. Know. This one says on here, Mary J. Blige is getting number one for the first person. But regardless, I I would say that um, I forgot what even the bet was at this point. Now I was looking at the other <laughs> ones.
1: Dear God, Tom. Uh, it'll be um cooper cups yardage during the super bowl or gold medals for the uh u.s receptions receptions rather receptions (laughs) right
2: it was receptions okay yeah i'll take cooper cup fuck it all right let's do the gatorade bath what color is the gatorade
1: uh man orange is always a solid one i'm gonna go blue plus 500
2: The orange is the most popular one right now. Yeah, for sure. I I don't see like the lemon lime. That's what I'm guessing is in it. Yeah,
1: yeah. I I got it right here. It's plus five hundred.
2: Okay. Yeah. Give me that. Give me. Give me. Give me. We both plus five hundred. Okay. Okay.
1: Okay. How about who will the Super Bowl MVP refer to first in his speech? Teammates, God, team owner, coaches, city, family.
2: I was, I, I'm not going to lie. God was the first thing that came to my head. Plus I was I, you know, first thing I want to thank God or, or, or this organization, you know, what now? Okay. Shit. Now
1: here's the thing. Here's the thing. If it's the Bengals, they are most definitely shouting out Cincinnati first.
2: Right. Yeah, for sure. Cause they haven't That's won one plus yet. Plus
1: seven fifty. That's money right
2: there. I could see that. I could see Uh, that.
1: And now, if it's a – again, I'm going off of the likelihood that it's going to be a quarterback, right? Joe Burrow shouting out, uh, what's it called, the fucking city of Cincinnati. Now, here's the thing that I need to know. What if he says, we, we couldn't have done this without, you know, whatever? Does that count as teammates? Because that's like the first shout-out. No.
2: Uh, I think if we couldn't have done this without the city of Cincinnati, that would be the city of Cincinnati.
1: Okay, good. Now, if it's Matt Stafford, he is 100% shouting out his family first. Mm. Plus 700.
2: I, I like God, man. I think God is a good, fair bet. <laughs> I really do. Should we get into our, our rankings? Our, our event that we have our meat and potatoes, we used to call it. Oh, hold
0: on. This one's a joke. How many times will home cast, uh, yeah, over, under, right there, over, under broke. one and a half
1: times. Ah, oh, dog, get your connection fixed. How many times will home field advantage advantage be mentioned during the live broadcast? Over under one and a half, over,
2: over, bruh,
1: over is plus one hundred. It's an even bet, but it's minus one forty for under.
2: I would, you. They think it's only you gonna think happen you can't get that two times. Two times, say, yeah, Two times seems pretty fair. Two times seems pretty fair. Yeah. Also,
1: it's number five. Of will Joe Burrow be shown smoking a cigar? That's that's money
2: right there. That's awesome. If they win, if they win, yes, for sure. Plus four hundred. That's just betting on the Bengals to win at that point. So, all right, let's do it. All right, what are we calling this? Technically, you, you're this is your your draft. So, you, you, you identify this one. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, so this this next draft that
1: we are doing. Uh, do, do I just like not have it on here? Cause I swear to God, if I lost my, my picks, I'm going to be fucked. Um, so this next draft that we're going to do is, uh, fraud head coaches, right? So these are head coaches that either started off strong or had good seasons and then failed the rest of the time. So th- like, uh, just so a, a one-off, I, I think, I think someone that we can both agree on that is someone of a fraud head coach. Oh, don't give away any. Do
2: you, do you think you got this dude on your list? I don't have a lot of names on this one, so I don't want any names to be taken. All as right. Example rounds. I have okay. one, two, three, four, five, six names.
1: Six. Are they all NFL is the real question.
2: Um, yeah, I assumed that we <laughs> were gonna do that because so, I got it. I got all over, brother. I'm ready. Well, I thought we were going with just NFL coaches, but some things translate to others. So the way we'll do this, then I guess, is we'll just we won't do a snake style since it's just me and you. We'll just alternate picks back and forth. Sounds good. Okay. Um, I How do many... think I get the first pick. Because you that's were what we discussed. Yeah, ahead of discussed. me. That's what was it that was what was we were going ahead to be of snake.
1: Me. Uh make sure everyone yells at PC Tunney, uh, who was going to be our guest uh guest this week. But uh dude, uh, I understand he's been working third shift, he's dying right now. So let him see. We'll sleep. get him on.
2: We'll get him on Tunny next will week. Be on. Eventually. Yeah, we'll get him next week. So I'm gonna start this off right away, and I think this has got to be the easiest number one pick. I know where you're um, going. On the count of three, let's say it together. One, one, two, two, three. three. Urban Bill O'Brien.
1: Wow! Yeah. Wow! You're going to let me steal this from you? I'm going
2: to take Urban Meyer as one of the biggest fraud coaches of all time. Has to be. Has to be. All right. I'm I'm shocked. He has earned his way into this spot from the terrible tenure that's not even considered tenure with the Jacksonville Jaguars, had great success at Ohio State, and was the most embarrassing NFL head coach in recent memory. Maybe some recency bias with it, but was my first pick instantly. So, fair. Okay. There you go. I'm still shocked, but I'm, uh,
1: I, you know, I, I won't say that's a bad pick. Uh, I, I like the idea of the crossover. For this fraudness, right? That works. I'm taking Bill O'Brien as my number one pick, dude. Fair enough. Fair Need enough. Need I say any more about this guy? If you turned on SportsCenter for any amount of time over the past, you know, what, year or two, two years, you would have gotten some type of notification on this a hole. He has turned the Texans, uh, has ruined the Texans for years to come. And people forget that he actually took this team to the playoffs. Four fucking times. He has ruined the Texans.
2: Well, it all started with the DeAndre Hopkins for a second round pick. I mean, what was he doing on that for David Johnson's bum ass on top of it? Oh like my it was, God, dude. It, that's a great pick too. He wasn't on my board. Um Not at was, all. He should have been. He should have been. I won't say he should all have right. been. All um, right. But I, I respect that. How many, pick how many rounds are we going? I was going to do four again. I was going to do four again. We might be a week five out of this. Maybe, maybe. We'll see how it goes. We'll play it by ear. We'll just pipe, bro. Pipe. All right. Uh, I will take someone. Oh, dude. I I don't know. I need to think about value here. At the second pick, who do I go with? Um, I'm gonna take. I'm I'm gonna take Jeff Fisher. All right. Jeff Fisher had a very successful career in Tennessee and won more games than he lost there, like 140, 128, uh, was the most mediocre coach of all time in LA and rather St. Louis when they were there, uh, when he was the Rams coach, he was just Mr. Seven and nine and somehow he didn't get fired. Finally goes four and nine. And then they give him the boot. Um, Jeff Fisher had a real rough patch with the Rams afterwards. And really is only remembered being one yard shy of the Super Bowl title. So after that, Jeff Fisher, pretty ass.
1: Yeah, that's a that's actually a good big pick. I didn't actually think of him. I I will, you know, defend him a little bit. He had some ass teams for a lot of his tenure, dude. And uh, it's tough
2: to win games with Mark Bulger as your quarterback. I get it. I get it.
1: But yeah,
2: he was also there forever.
1: For for sure, and again, totally fair. Uh, my number two pick. Speaking of recency bias, I'm taking John Gruden.
0: Mm. This dude
1: is one of the biggest frauds of all time. What has he done, really? He is 117 and uh, 117 and 112 with a win ros- uh, win loss record. His Super Bowl winning team was not built by him, but by Tony Dungy. But, you know, Gruden gets all that credit for it. He got a fat contract from the Raiders, what, a 10-year deal, which I'm sure... Under a million dollars, I think, too, right? I'm sure they'd regret after the debacle that was his second tenure. Now he has all the time in the world uh, just to recoup and hopefully be done with the fucking NFL because... Of all the off the field stuff, which hopefully keeps them out of the league for good. John Gruden's a fucking fraud. It, it, I, God, uh, if he goes I'm, to the I'm fucking, very
2: yeah, go ahead, go ahead. If he goes back to the fucking ESPN booth, I'm gonna be pissed. No chance. No chance. He's done. His football career is over. Um not on my board again, but I also am like, yeah, that's a good number two pick. I I didn't have the same luck finding or thinking of these guys, I think. Um Let's move on to my third one. We can maybe get five. We can maybe get five for sure. Definitely. All right. Let's let's go on to my third one. A guy who I think still works in the NFL today. Um, very famous defensive coordinator uh-huh. for a dynasty. Ooh. Um, I'm gonna take Romeo Cornell. Okay. Uh Romeo Cornell, Romeo Cornell was a sick defensive coordinator for the Patriots when they first were whooping ass in the beginning and everywhere he went to coach, he sucked. I mean, just everywhere. Chiefs Texans. Uh, I think I'm missing one other team in there. Browns. Maybe. I don't know. Now that I'm looking at it. Um, uh, Romeo Crennel was just awful. I'll, I'll yeah, verify ass. the teams. I'll verify the teams. And a guy who always seemed like he was going to get a job too. He was always in the market to yeah past teams coach Browns as well so it it was a guy who always was in the market for a job whenever there was one open and now he's finally I think everyone's done with him being a head coach and he can can be a coordinator now
1: that guy has to be in his 70s right he's old Romeo Cornell is 74 yeah dude I I, I mean at this point it's not gonna happen for you dude, buddy
2: but whenever he was in the league terrible decision to have him coach. And I think Andy Reid seceded him in Kansas city and that they, they wouldn't change that for the world.
1: Uh, and don't forget he took over for bill O'Brien, right? Yeah. I think for a little bit in Texas. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, my number three pick Adam Gase mm, was on my board.
2: Uh, was Adam Gase
1: had so much hype behind him before he got a head coaching gig. And, excuse after excuse as to why his teams didn't win more. Not to mention plenty of experts uh, chalk this dude up as like the next offensive guru. Yet his teams were 14th, 27th, 26th, 32nd, and 31st in the last five years of him coaching. That dude's a fucking bum.
2: Adam Gase was Obviously, his press conference, the most famous thing about him with his crazy fucking eyes on how he just took the NFL by storm with that press conference, didn't last very long in the Jets, was on the Bears beforehand. Don't forget the Dolphins. He was on the Dolphins before
1: that, originally. Dolphins are the one that uh, took him away from the Bears. And don't get me wrong, he did good stuff on the Bears, but dude, as a head coach, fraud.
2: Good pick. Good pick. I am going to go with a with a different angle to this next one. All right. I am uh I have I have two and I don't know which one to take. Uh-oh. I think this one is more likely don't to go with me. your next pick. Don't take my pick. I'm going to take Marvin Lewis. Ooh, okay. nope, didn't have him. Thank God. Okay. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. But Marvin Lewis, man, career record of 131 and 122. Most famously, <laughs> most famously 0 and 7 in the playoffs. Never won a playoff game. Was there all the time. Seven different times, obviously. And can't get one done. Had Carson Palmer in his prime, who was no slouch by any means. I mean, he was not saying he's on the same level as. Manning or Breeze or Favre at the time, but still could win one game with Carson Palmer. And then Andy Dalton, who all he did was get to the playoffs when he was in Cincinnati again, find a way to win one game losses included to like the Texans in there. So figure it out, dude, figure it out. Marvin Lewis fraud.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely a bum too. Uh, I'm surprised that I'm getting such value. In this, we're we're on, what, number four, right? I think we got four picks in, yeah. Yeah, I can't believe I'm getting this value in my number four pick. Mm. I would have thought, I kind of left him hanging for you, because I figured you would have grabbed him and snagged him at the chance. Mike McCarthy. Wow. Now, maybe I'm biased, but hot damn, Mike McCarthy is an idiot. His job was safe. For far too long, just because mm. he had Aaron Rodgers, he had an, an offensive scheme that a kindergartner could have developed over the course of their fucking lunch break. Though, I will say I'm happy to see him ruin, ruining another franchise, such as the Dallas Cowboys, now that uh, yeah, there, there is some type of silver lining there. But Mike McCarthy is a bum. I think that's a hot take.
2: I think that to put him on this list, to put him on this list personally. I I would be lying if I said his head his name didn't cross my mind at some point, but to put him on the list with some of these other names, I don't know. I don't know if I can do that. I, I don't know if I hate him that much. All right. But I respect the fraudism at least. He's definitely a fraud. So this is my last pick then. Uh pick five. I do have one honorable mention. I don't want to go to six. I would just rather stay no, at no, five. No, five.
1: Five is a good one for this for this one. I'm
2: going to take Norv Turner.
1: Oh, that yeah. was my fifth.
2: I thought for sure you weren't going to take him. So I'm taking Norv Turner because he was terrible on the other teams he coached, other than the Chargers, including Washington, and uh, now I can't remember the other one again either. I don't have it written uh, down in front of in me. Dallas. Sure. I don't think it was, but he also was in San Diego, Oakland, Oakland. Oakland yes. Yeah. He was it. also in San Diego at the time in which he had a stacked chargers team. Dude embodies wasted talent stacked with Philip Rivers in his prime, who at a time could be on some of the levels as Breeze Manning, whoever Brady playing through that time frame, um, definitely better than Carson Palmer. Ladanian Tomlinson, one of the best running backs of all time. Uh, Antonio Gates, one of the best tight ends of all time. Uh, they had a time where they were the number one offense and defense in the NFL and didn't make the playoffs. Vincent so, Jackson. R.I.P. Um, I'm going to put Norv Turner on there. I think he's a fraud, dude. He won more For games sure. than he lost in San Diego, but no chips and had stacked teams stacked.
1: You know what? Turner should have at least taken them to the playoffs every year. He only took them to the playoffs three times. Three times. Surprising team. That's fucked up, dude. That's insane. And don't forget, he went from, uh, before he had Drew Brees. Oh, wait, not Drew Brees, sorry. Before he had Phillip Rivers. I, I mean, like, that was a solid team all the way through. I can't even believe that that's what fucking happened with North Turner. And uh, he's still considered a pretty damn good offensive coordinator. So, you know, some people just can't coach, I guess. All right. Well, since you took my last guy, I had to kind of reevaluate myself.
2: I had a pretty good draft. I'm not going to lie. That was I, feel, pretty, I
1: feel better. I feel I better. And pretty I feel better good with about, four. Mm, Here's four. Wow. You ready for this hot take final one? Sure. I'm gonna stray away from the NFL. Give me Doc Rivers. Ooh, great pick. Doc Rivers is a great fucking
2: pick. Fraud. Great think of pick. all. Think of never all never have the I seen greats. one team ride one championship so fucking hard. That's dude. a lie. That's a
1: lie because you have the 85 Bears. That's they ride fair. that shit. But think of all the all-time greats and legends that have played under Doc Rivers. Chris Paul, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Joel Embiid, etc. 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 And now look what he's accomplished. One finals appearance, and that was with the stacked to the gills big three celtics rivers gets so many excuses made for him as to why his teams don't win you know whether it be from injuries to controversies like fucking donald sterling tapes uh he had an amazing world beating teams in boston and la and now he's doing it again on the 76ers and failing
2: that city and that team boom I agree. That was a good pick to round it out at the end there. That was a good one. So I did have one other person on my list that didn't make the draft, but was on the board. I put Bobby Petrino and, okay. uh, for him to dip on the Falcons and take the Arkansas job, pretty fraud. So that was the only other person I wit ma- I, that did make my board that I could have drafted, but I'm pretty overall you could, you could happy. Add, with- um, The guys I got
1: Nick Saban was another bum uh, one. Uh, uh, Steve Spurrier also did it too. I I have a couple of uh, honorable mentions uh, as well. If we're going for the NFL, first one is Dom Capers. Mm.
0: Dom Capers
1: took that uh, expansion Carolina team and and fucking carry Collins to the NFC championship game in 96. Now, after that season, though, he was seven and nine the next year and four and 12 the following year. Then in 2002, he got a second chance. And uh, that was with the Houston Texans and their expansion. But, you know, we all know how that happened and how bad the Texans were for years. Uh, and now, a couple uh, in the MLB Jim Leland, first of all, is a bum, another manager that gets way too much love. Joe Girardi, got to make your list. How about fucking Ned Yost?
2: Ooh. Uh,
1: I don't know.
2: I don't we know, Brewers man.
1: fans, We Brewers mm-hmm. fans know how bad Ned Yost was. And I can safely say my soul died a little when he won a World Series with the Kansas City Royals. I can't believe that happened. That man had that no business being called a world series winning manager. Yost is a fucking scarecrow made entirely of wing nuts and unused condoms.
2: I don't even know if he's the biggest fraud coach Milwaukee's had in my lifetime, dude. I mean, let's be real. Ken Maka and Ron Renneke. Fucking. Yeah, but they weren't,
1: they weren't considered good coaches.
2: Ken Maka won a chip. Didn't he? Didn't Ken Maka win one with Miami? uh was that in 2001 or something like that?
1: Three. Well, I don't know. 2003 is uh is the Angels, isn't it? I thought they
2: were that the White Sox. White Sox was 2005, I think. No, that's too, that's too, whatever.
1: Uh I think it Red Honestly, Sox. though the the IQ of the league was brought up when he left the MLB though. It's still pretty low cuz Rob Manfred is its commissioner. So that you know it's not meaning much. But Jesus Christ. Ned Yost is a fucking overrated hack. Mm. All
2: right. Did you
1: write these down or did I have to do that? I thought you were doing it. That's what you did last time.
2: I did do it last time. I can just delete uh, this one (laughs) because I didn't draft him. I got the rest of those people. And so run your picks back to me. Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien. John Gruden. John Gruden. Adam Gase. Adam
1: Gase, Mike McCarthy. Oof, that's, that's going to catch some heat. Mike McCarthy and doc rivers. Doc rivers is going to catch more heat than Mike McCarthy.
2: Uh, I think real sports fans are going to like that one. I I do. I I think you got to understand doc rivers kind of has been a little bit of a fraud, just a little bit. At least that's to be recognized there.
1: And it's hard. It's hard with, with both those final two picks because they fucking won a championship, right? Uh, but Jesus Christ, they're they're bad. They're bad coaches. But Mike McCarthy gets talked about all the time. How he has like the most basic uh, offensive scheme you have ever seen.
2: I agree. I agree. What should we talk about next? Now after this, I have so but running teams back: Urban Meyer, Jeff Fisher, Romeo Crennel, Marvin Lewis, Norv Turner. Bill O'Brien, John Gruden, Adam Gase, Mike McCarthy, Doc Rivers.
1: Boom. I'm feeling confident. I don't know about you. I, I like my team did,
2: too. You, you I did have a lot of nice picks. Winners, or uh,
1: three winners, winners.
2: I, I get it. I like it. I mean, are we counting Urban Meyer as a winner? Like he won in college. I think that kind of counts.
1: Yeah, you know, you know, then then that's a solid first overall. I won a couple times um yeah all right although, although
2: the bill o'brien bill o'brien did was nice i might have taken i could have taken bill o'brien first and maybe gotten urban meyer with the third pick i, I might have been able to it wasn't even on my list Ooh, ooh, rough i don't know
1: i, I you know i i wasn't thinking of uh ncaa football into professional football you know what i mean so that that's a fair uh fair you know pick Like I said, I wasn't shitting on it by
2: any stretch of the imagination. Should we get to some hot takes real quick? All right. I have one right here. This one comes from Ryan Clark, former uh, Pittsburgh Steeler. I saw him tweet this out and I wanted to bring it to the podcast real quick. Says that Russell Wilson is not an all time great. He's never going to be in those conversations. We have to stop putting him in that world that any team that has Russell Wilson can win a Super Bowl?
1: I mean, it can Oh, I wouldn't say any time. Oh, no. That's you know
2: what? fucking you know what? spicy, man. I'm telling you, Russell no. Wilson is a top 10 quarterback talent of all time. Of all so, time? Talent? Talent? Yes. By of the end of all it, all time, by the end of it, we'll all be saying that. I promise. I promise by the end of his career, we will wow. all be saying I, I might give you a top 20. I'm not giving you all time. I think or, top, not 10, top 10 rather top 10 all time by the end of his career. We'll all be saying it. We'll all be saying it. I promise. I, I promise. will fight you on this. I'll, I, I will definitely fight you on that. He's very young still in terms of quarterback age. Um, He is very mobile in this aspect of creating plays with his legs, not just running the ball, like scrambling, getting around. I've heard a lot of rumors that he's open to a commander's uniform next year. You and love this
1: uh, idea of commanders to or commanders getting like a top quarterback.
2: I think Russell Wilson being on the move wouldn't be surprising if Aaron or Russell is getting moved, it's going to be Russell before Aaron, I think. And I think he's playing on a new team very soon. Get him in I Vegas, agree. get him in Washington. Uh, I I think those teams, you know, imagine if he was Tennessee's quarterback. I, dude, Russell Wilson, I think it's it's a terrible statement to not claim him as one of the better players to play the position of all time.
1: Uh I will agree with you 100% that Wilson plays elsewhere in the next year or two. Mm. Uh I will not agree with you that he is a top 10 player of all time. Top 10 quarterback. I find that ludicrous in fact.
2: Um uh, he'll be I'm I'm telling you he'll be there. He'll be there. We're getting there. Just wait. He will be all right. there by the end of it. Um and then I will say I got one more. I think. Two oh, hot takes? What happened to one per person? You fuck. I do have one more. I do have one more because All right. it, hold is, it. it was a good one. Another one relating back to the NFL and quarterback play. If Joe Burrow and the Bengals win, Joe Burrow gets to say he's the best quarterback in the NFL. No. No. Why? That's what Nick Wright said as well. So wanted to put that out there. Uh, No, he can't, he cannot say that yet. I don't think so. He's got a really good run going for the last three years. Um, But he's got to win like one more ring first.
1: Right. I mean, he's got to show up. I mean, what is he in like passing yards? What is he in touchdowns? He's, Dude had a whole fuck ton of interceptions this season. He's not—he's not the best quarterback in the NFL. Is he top five if he wins it? No, that's what I was kind of wondering right here. Uh, you know, uh, NFL QBs, because uh, that's—that's what I was wondering. Tom Brady's gone.
2: Tom Brady's done. You know, so that takes away a name ahead of him. I think. Uh... I think he's getting pretty close, man. He's getting pretty close.
1: Okay. Uh, look, you have Aaron Rodgers there. You have uh, Pat Mahomes there. You have Justin Herbert,
2: Josh not better, Allen. Not better than Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert.
1: Okay, fine.
2: I'll let you, I'll let that slide.
1: Uh, Russell Wilson. Okay. Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. That's four right there. Yes. That's four. Uh, Oh God, maybe. After that,
2: where are we? Oh, you know what I mean. It gets pretty fucking close. Is he better than Matt Stafford? This is damn near for the pick to see who's the fifth best quarterback in the NFL. I think That's what this game is. Whoever wins Fuck. this game gets that spot. Whoever wins the game gets that spot. What about I think, Dak?
1: You... I, think I think the only person I think the only person that can truly. Get, come close to it as mm. Dak Prescott.
2: I think uh, looking at I the, think I think that the winner this Super Bowl determines the five, six. Justin Herbert is seven, Dak is eight.
1: Okay. Well, ESPN did uh, a story on this in, on the 12th of January, or is updated, I should say. This is Mike Tannenbaum's QB rankings. Uh, it goes Aaron Rodgers one, Patrick Mahomes two, Tom Brady was three. So you have to, you know, cut that down. Oh, Justin. Yep. Justin Herbert was four. Even this was, again, in the playoffs. Joe Burrow is five. Mm. So that would technically make him uh, four on Mike Tannenbaum's list.
2: I would take Justin Herbert out, and I would throw Josh Allen there. Um, I, I, well, I mean. Before that. They got Russell
1: Wilson 11th.
2: Yeah, that's just ridiculous. Yeah. That's, see
1: Ryan. Ryan Tannehill, Kyler Murray, Matt Stafford, Dak Prescott, all better than Russell Wilson, according to Mike. Cannon.
2: If you would take any of those quarterbacks before Russell Wilson, you're not watching the game of football. You're just not. This is yeah. the first year Russell Wilson's been bad. First year. And we saw this happen. Everyone gives up on quarterbacks. Give him a new system. Give him a new team. He'll be all right. What's your hot takes this week, Dave?
1: Okay. Here's my my hot take. Baseball is officially dead.
2: I uh, I hate to agree with that, but yeah, it's getting pretty close, man. And it sucks because it's uh it's one of my favorites. It, it it probably is by default my favorite sport from all the work I've gotten to doing it and the amount of games I've seen across all different types of places. Um, but yeah, man, it this this lockout's not good for it at all.
1: I don't think the the mlb owners realize the type of irreparable harm that rob manfred has done to the sport of baseball and the organization that is the that is major league baseball rob manfred is so awful and this type of shit is crazy i, I i'll uh, reference this again in my um my quick hits because I have another story to that that I think is going to blow your mind a little bit. I, I know it blew mine. Dude, baseball is done. I, there's no
2: way you can make baseball pop. And you know what? I, I, I think it's tough because we're at an age where the talent in baseball is at its peak damn near. I mean, this is stacked young talent who between Shohei Otani, Ronald Acuna, Juan Soto. I mean, uh, Fernando Tatis, Vlad jr. The list goes on of all these guys who are 25 and younger. And in some cases, 23 and younger all the way across there who are set up to dominate the league for the next 10 to 15 years. Quite and think honestly. of,
1: think of the opportunity they had, uh, and looking at it look at it from what the nba did right football has always been the top juggernaut of sports in in america it just is what it is and but it will football, be for a little bit i here's the thing for a little bit there still. was a huge movement to have kids stop playing football Because of concussions and all that, right? NBA capitalized on that. They went fucking bonkers with, like, camps and advertising of their top players, right? You couldn't fucking go anywhere without seeing LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry uh, on some type of, you know, media, whatever, advertisement, where has that been
2: with the MLB? They well the, awesome. the NBA the NBA dominates social media specifically Twitter. They kill it. They're the best social media game by any of the organizations by far. It's not even close. And baseball's so behind on all of these because they're so old and so uh, want to stick to their roots kind of way of playing this. I, it's it, it is interesting that it, right now currently. I'm at a state of I played football for eight years, and um I had a great time. I loved it. If someone or if, you know was going online, a child of mine didn't want to play, yeah, I totally wouldn't let them play. Like it is if if it's a game where you're not head on a swivel completely in it at all times, it's dangerous for sure. And baseball didn't capitalize on that. Like you said, and I get it, you're getting thrown a rock, a ball that's, 90 miles an hour at the top, but even at kids, it's not coming at that fast. There is some danger to it, but the NBA did capitalize on it big time with how much the NBA has grown and basketball itself, especially in the international game. Look at all the crazy players we get from all over the world to come to America to come play in the NBA Huge. now. It's you, uh, the last well, look at uh, excuse me, Jokic. And Giannis, the last three MVPs, all foreign-born. Uh, Luca is still a massive face across the league. And then add in everyone else from there on top of it. It's it's huge what's going on right now in the NBA. So, yeah, I don't think saying baseball is dead is uh, too much of a hot take. And it's, it's unfortunate that it's dying.
1: And watch. Uh, hockey might creep in. I'm not saying that it's going to anytime soon, but – hockey might creep in as well. You're adding expansion teams. You know, now uh baseball is the one the one organization that doesn't have or that has the the least amount of fan support realistically when you think about it, right? Because they only have 30 teams, right? Um I think that you know hockey has potential to pass it up the NHL has a potential I think the one thing that's holding uh, the NHL back so bad is accessibility because it's expensive to be a hockey player and uh, unfortunately they don't have a good diversity uh they don't have a good level of a di- diversity there right you got like PK Subban and that's about it yeah well <laughs> as and- far as like name name uh you know ethnic players
2: right now baseball is surviving off their international play uh that that is what's saving them it's it's dead to american-born players right now it's you know we see them every once in a while but all those young hot shot names i named are all foreign born coming over here with a dream to play baseball in the mlb and that's just not what people are growing up to be anymore it's not Should we get to our movie review? Oh, God, that was a voice. We watched Home Team, so you guys didn't have to. Uh, We're going to spend very little time on this. Very little time, because I want to get to quick hits and wrap this up as soon as possible. But let's get into it. We said we would. We watched Home Team, the Kevin James starring Mm -hmm. Sean Payton-inspired movie. Uh. It was bad. Netflix.
1: Netflix original.
2: So now we haven't looked up the Rotten Tomatoes score yet. No. Um, I haven't, at least. No, I didn't either. So we had given each other numbers that we sent pretty much at the same time to try to make it as fair as possible. I said 23%, as Dave said, 24%. That is our guess on the rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I will now look it up and see what we got. So, home team over here it got 21% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, pretty solid guess from both I'm of us. Surprised. Um, I can't believe it even got that high. It was such a weird dynamic and relationship between the characters and the story give
1: give the rundown first
2: so basically sean payton aka kevin james gets uh suspended like he did for bounty gate on uh in the early 2010s 2011 i believe it was yes so then he takes a hiatus gets suspended and goes back and coaches his son's youth football team in Texas. and basically As an offensive coordinator, uh, mind you. Yeah, and basically comes out, and uh, the entire movie is just set to make Sean Payton look like an asshole, I think. And they did a great job of that. And oh my God, it gets so much better after I just looked up the cast list, because... Front desk man, who was named Eric in the show. I just looked, and his name is Jared Sandler. So I'm gonna Ooh, guess easy. he is the nephew of Adam Sandler.
1: Oh my god, that that guy looks oh! like yeah.
2: Uh, what did uh, what did I call
1: him? Uh, a mixture of T.J. Miller and who else? Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill and T.J. Miller. Yes. Oh,
2: absolutely weird, awkward fucking role the entire time. Don't but forget, now we I also had uh, his nepotism. wife. We also yes. had his wife, too. Jackie Sandler also was in the movie playing uh,
1: Sean Payton's uh, ex-wife, who is now married to Rob Schneider's character, a vegan hippie. I don't know. Pretty much the oh.
2: same role Rob Schneider plays in all of these movies now. With Rob a man, Schneider bun. played yes. With a man bun, yeah. Oh my okay. god! Um, I think my f- the least favorite part of this movie, I have to say, is Mitch Bezoin um, and the random ass scenes he was in from which Kevin James would just be talking to him and then there would be a long shot of him leaving the scene, Mitch Bezoin, in which it just went on for way too long and he was not able to ride his bicycle uh, away in an efficient, timely manner that he Uh, usually stole.
1: Drinking all the time as well. Yeah. Randomly
2: drunk. I wonder if that is uh, accurately depicted and if so, like, are you pissed at Sean Payton for calling you out on doing all your bullshit during this? Like, there was at least there was a time where they were actually showing him stealing a bicycle off of a wall. And I, I don't I, I just don't see that being big. First thing they say based off a true story, uh, which I get it. We're not saying it's biography, but. I don't know if that happened. I, I would feel insulted
1: if I was referenced at at any point in time in this movie. I it, was so fucking done with this movie. First of all, Kevin James can't keep an accent to save his life.
2: Dude, what the fuck was that? There was. He like was supposed to have like some Texas a
1: draw, like a slight, but he it, it ended up just being like, and then I'm going to go back talking like uh, Kevin James. I'm going to get serious again. I'm going to right back. What the flying fuck was going on?
2: I I can't believe we sat down and watched this movie. Um, it was it was painful. There was it was a very predictable storyline. Um, and to spoil the end of the movie, the shut off the scoreboard was the lamest shit ever at the end. So I have no words for this. Don't watch this movie. Um, Kevin James, I'm sorry. Taylor Lautner, actually. I'm very sorry for that. You the, yeah, Rob How the mighty have the fallen.
1: Rob, 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 the Snyder was a stepdad, but Taylor Lautner was daddy. That whole movie. You saw that dude. There
2: it is. There it is. Yeah. Hey,
1: hey, okay. All right. Hold on. Favorite part of the movie. Go ahead. What was your favorite part?
2: Um, I would say huh, my my favorite part of the movie. God. I don't even know. I, I, I don't remember any of it well enough like that. I guess my favorite part would have been the halftime switches when... And... Like it was so random how they had like the quarterback move to running back and vice versa, I think. And, uh, they were like, suck it after when they switched. And then there was like a lesson of, Hey, you don't want to be mean to your teammates. Like in between there, there was like a mix of that in there, uh, that's that was where I got a little bit of a
0: chuckle.
1: Oh, I would have I would have bet money because I, I kept a laugh counter with exact times. I laughed three times, mm-hmm. and the very first laugh was my best one. Sixteen minutes and thirty five seconds in, the
2: where, vegan ice cream,
1: the vegan ice cream store that's going to close in two weeks. That is <laughs> a fantastic line that was wasted <laughs> as a background line awful <laughs> i would have bet money that at 17 minutes and 23 seconds that would have been your favorite part where uh the the what, what's his name um the the front desk guy what was his name do you remember eric 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 when uh, eric is playing connect four and goes damn tied again that and then, was a good
2: one too. That was he was playing Connect four with himself and he tied in Connect Four. But Yes. Even yeah. though he lost.
1: <laughs> he lost, but he uh, won. Though uh I, and then the final laugh came about halfway through the film, fifty-four minutes and thirty-three seconds. Uh they started to do a absolutely unfunny barf scene. Mm. But There was a great part where some old man with like a big old bushy white beard is staring at all the barfing kids and smiling that I I don't think was supposed to be funny, but it was absolutely
2: hysterical to me. I
1: was like, what the fuck
2: is this guy doing?
1: The barf scene.
2: The barf scene is so useless. Like just, uh, what a terrible movie. Just terrible. Bad. 21%. Uh, we were high. We were high on it. Don't let us move.
1: you dare make me watch anything that bad again.
2: Let's move on to our quick hits. Then let's start wrapping this up. I will start it off with how I always start off quick hits. And that is with Can pausing. You stop
1: burping? <laughs> that was a cough. <laughs> that
2: was the cough. I had to pause in between there. That was how I always started off with a cough in between. But... We all know this. I am a Seattle Kraken fan this year, and I've been keeping up with it, and we are on our way out of last place. Okay? Oh, on our way. you way. got the Coyotes. We are, well, we are ahead of the Canadians, okay, but that's the whole NFL, or the NHL, rather. Um, we are ahead of the Coyotes as well in the West. Um, we're one game back of the Blackhawks, so yeah, dude, the get Black ready. The Blackhawks are so bad. They're so get bad. ready. We're trying. We're trying hard, at least. Um, I don't know if they're any good. I tried to go to the mall to look for some like Kraken merch at like Lids or something like that when I was there, and they have like nothing.
0: They no have sweats. no
1: NHL gear uh, gear there, anyways. Don't don't forget, man. They're
2: you're you're not in a NHL state. I get it. Still lame. Still lame. Um, actually, to bring it up, I Lids brought up a list of the top selling jerseys by the NFL players in every state did you see this no no do you have a guess for Wisconsin who it was
1: for NFL players
2: mhm
1: so what like what does that mean like um
2: for the 2021 2022 season Wisconsin's most sold jersey
1: uh Uh, give me, give me
2: AJ Dillon wrong. In fact, you didn't even get the right team. Oh, so the highest selling Jersey was Justin Fields in Wisconsin this last year. Yeah. Um, who was also the highest selling Jersey in Illinois, of course, too. Some, some some that really stand out: Adam Thielen in uh, Minnesota. The he barely uh, played this season. Um, Dak Prescott in South Carolina, of course, and uh, Joe Burrow, of course, holding down Ohio. But. Not too many that were really weird after that. Kyler Murray in Oklahoma, I guess he went to school there. So that makes sense. Um, I'm surprised you didn't bring that up either.
1: Big news out of Oklahoma this this past week. uh,
2: That was my other quick hit. Oh, nice. Um, So Caleb Williams, I think, is what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, the dream is dead. Thought he could maybe go to Wisconsin. Not going to happen uh was down to his final two but has switched to usc and then signed a huge name image and likeness deal immediately with beats by dre uh right after so that's kind of why we couldn't get him i assume yeah and those are all three of my quick hits
1: i and you know what i i'm sure that uh that it helps that lincoln riley's there too right he's trying to go to the nfl
2: yeah. You know what I mean? He's trying yeah, to go to the NFL. I don't blame That's him. That's the best chance to go to the NFL, go play with Lincoln Riley, don't come and play with Paul Chris, who wants to run the ball every time.
1: Yeah. Uh, all right. My go. Uh, first, I got two newses, uh, big news, uh, out of the MLB. First, after 5,460 games, Joe West is retiring. Legend. 46 years record for the most games called
2: god damn what a job what a job you can be ass at your job if you do it that much still impressive
1: yeah and you you know what i um i always like joe west i know people kind of gave him shit for here here and there for you know whatever but uh yeah joe west is what's up that's my boy uh also uh I just want to rub it in on Stephen A. Smith. MLB The Show 22 came out, and Shohei Otani is on the cover. Remember when uh, Stephen A. uh, said that he wasn't going to be anything in this uh, country?
2: He uh, he very well could be. Well, he is the face of baseball right now. He has taken over Fernando Tatis. Uh, He's had to have because he did so great. Um, last year. He should be the face of American sports, to be honest, from what Uh, he's doing.
1: Stephen A. Smith, ready? And I quote, I don't think it helps that the number one face is a dude that needs an interpreter so you can understand what the hell he's saying. Fuck off, Stephen A.
2: Smith. He hits baseball so hard and he throws baseball so fast that it doesn't matter. What an ass. All right. Uh, Another thing
1: that uh, I wanted to bring up is It's the Winter Olympics. Don't care. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the Winter Olympics. But uh, one of the things that I wanted to bring up is uh, there was a Dutch correspondent trying to cover the Olympics out in China. Uh, Dear God, good. uh, Wish me luck on this. Sjordendas. Yep, that's what I pronounce it as. uh, S J O E R D. Try to say that name. Sword. Um, Sword it was the East Asian correspondent for the Dutch news network NOS and uh during his coverage right before he was about to talk he was accosted and I would I wouldn't say assaulted but he was physically touched by a Chinese uh public security volunteer and uh was like cut off throughout his entire uh his His talk, he didn't get a chance to speak at all. And basically the citizens, these uh, security volunteers are citizens that are deputized to maintain order during the games. And It appears that uh, the reason why this happened, though, was because uh, he was broadcasting from off of a sidewalk by a highway
2: overpass. That was it. That's the (laughs) only reason why. These are so weird, dude. The Olympics on top of this should have just never had them. Just, like, this is lame, what's going on right now with the whole thing. Really, I, I just think that uh,
1: Dindas was uh, in a spot where, more or less, he wasn't supposed to be filming. And this uh, volunteer just kind of felt empowered by his, his status as the uh, public security volunteer. Yeah,
2: those guys, those that power goes to those guys' head, anywhere they are. The people in the yellow vests or orange vests at those events, those guys think they have just... Fuck, I felt that way. I felt that
1: way when I was like a crossing guard. I felt like a fucking badass holding people back, dude. It's a power trip. It's a power trip. Uh, And my last one, which I think is just so good. uh, We talked about it uh, a little bit earlier with the head coaching hirings, but Kevin O'Connell took over the job in Minnesota. Mm hmm. But that's not what Jim Harbaugh thought was going to happen. Did you see that? Jim Harbaugh, I don't think he liked that job. I don't think he wanted it. I, but but did you hear the fact that Harbaugh walked into that interview thinking that he was getting it? Not, and not like just like, I'm going to get this job. I'm going to get this job. Like Vikings hired me. I don't know. Ha- and then, then didn't try at all
2: in the interview. He. He should never have left. He he, and he's not going to. It would have been a dumb move for him to leave. Just fucking wild. Uh, just. Jim, Harbaugh. He, he, he gets to be the general manager and he gets to be the head coach. If he's at a college, he's getting paid more money there than he would anywhere else. I don't understand the appeal for him to go to the NFL at all. I can understand why NFL teams want him to coach, but he's set. He's got a job for life if he wants it there. Well, yes, but yes, but
1: again, I, I'm. I want to stress the point that Jim Harbaugh thought he was 100% getting this job. He went onto Pro Football Focus and interviewed with with them. Said, "I plan on being the next uh, Vikings head coach." That was the only thing that he wanted, and they they didn't even bother to give him a, a second interview. They were like, uh, "No, we had no no plans of hiring you." <laughs>
2: And I find that fucking hilarious. I think he's going to dominate college football for a while still. And I, I don't dominate. know if he fits. Right. I don't know if he fits the Minnesota mantra, what they're looking for over there. He's kind of a big personality, and uh, hard sure. to deal with in that setting in Minnesota. I think. I don't. I think personally for him. All right, there it is. Episode fifty-three in the books. Wrapping it up. Right around where we usually do it here. Thank you guys so much for last episode. Like I said, our most downloaded episode. Let's try to do it again because that was sick. Um, let's do it. If you like this episode, be sure you check us out wherever you get your podcast. Download us, delete the download, then download us again. That counts for two. Might as well do it. Uh, check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodBean, iHeartRadio, Pandora shit, I don't know, wherever the fuck you get your podcasts. And guess what? You can also check us out every week Tuesday nights on TheChairShot.com.
1: I fully expect to be the next head coach of some WNBA team. Peace.
0: Okay. It's on you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I used to be a strange fruit, Billy Holiday. Then you got me by my roots, took the pain away. I tried to question our direction, that was my mistake. I had to ask you where we're going, baby, Margaret I used to do it like some Sinatra, do it my way. Now I'm the Fuji, or my Lauren that got away. I thought we had an at-last love, Heather James. But now I'm wondering, if what I heard is true, yeah. then I know what you came to do. Uh-huh. Love like maybe. You can hurt me tomorrow. You can hurt me, 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 you can hurt me tomorrow. You can hurt me tomorrow, can hurt me tomorrow.